listening to Gizmonic Institute's radio. In the not too distant future, on no specific date, there were two guys with a mutual love of MSD3K. They were on their way to watch a favorite show, but then things went bad as they tend to go. When they woke up, they were surprised to find they had been kidnapped by a scientist and launched into the sky. Now they're stuck in space until they've watched every episode of the show. That's the only way that Dr. Odd says he'll ever let them go. Now we invite you to join our heroes as they travel both near and far. Podcasting their grand adventures while hurtling through the stars. It's time for Gizmonic Institute's radio. How in the hell have I lost so much money in this card game? Well, it's not real money. All we had around to bet with are these old bolts. Yeah, and might I add, there's no way you're ever going to get that exterior airlock reassembled. <laughs> airlock, schmerlock. The inside door is still in great shape. It's not like we're going outside anytime soon, Nolbot. Okay, first of all, you have no idea how an airlock works. Secondly, you use the bolts from the inside door to make a pair of maracas. Oh, yeah! Uh, look, in Seth's defense, it was Speso de Mayo. That's not a real holiday. Why not? There's a rules here in space. It's the new history. Made every day. Yes, I'm sure eons from now, some sentient space brain will commemorate the occasion, just like you two idiots did. Well, I hope the space brain figures out a better way to make space flan. Yeah, it turns out eggs are really hard to come up with out here in the cosmos. Yes, they are. And yet, somehow you managed to produce flan. Yeah, it's amazing what could be done with some sugar and insulation foam. Whatever. Aces over kings, boys. Oh, no! no this not is ridiculous! Again. Come on! How is this even possible? Jeff and I haven't won a single hand yet. You have to be cheating. You guys, what did I tell you before we started playing this stupid human game? <sighs> That your, your mind, mind is, is a giant, giant calculator. calculator. Very good. Now hand over the bolts. <laughs> I am the great Centinius the Merciless. Prepare to meet thy doom, pathetic mortals. Oh, good. Someone's trying to kill us again. Yeah, what is the deal with that? Why is everyone in deep space so angry all the time? Well, if you think about it, I guess we're kind of in their territory. Territory? There's no territorial lines. We're in space. He's right. Like, yeah. well, well, it's like, no. like dotted it's, lines. Like, no map. Like, like, oh, look, governing space. Three, the 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 stars is for everybody. You could at least allow a great and powerful being such as myself the courtesy of introductions. Uh, all right, go ahead. Give us your spiel, Santana. That's Santinius. Anyway, as I was saying, my minions are about to board your ship. It's been wonderful knowing you, and may your deaths be agonizing. What a lame introduction. Yeah, is that how you answer the telephone? Ah, why no, I would not like to switch cable companies. I would like to destroy you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> yeah, like How dare you mock the great and masterful Centinius. I'll show you, scoundrels. Away, my minions. Hey, Santa Anus, I have some bad news for you, buddy. The ship is locked up tight. There's no way you're getting in through that airlock. Uh, Seth? Yeah, what is it, Nobot? Ah, crap. <laughs> yes, yes, my minions. 
invade the ship at once. <laughs> well, it's been nice knowing you guys. Yeah. Hey, let's do one last audio log. Why? We're gonna die. Just do the stupid thing. I'll see how long I can hold them off. Well, I guess if you want to try and hold off the evil minions... The Inev- inevitability of our demise? Again? I just think it seems sort of fruitless, but... I, you okay. know, I would just like to maybe just have a, a day. A day! Where we don't think we're going to die. Especially days where we have to do these audio logs. It's just, I know. It's just so much going on. Uh, you know, it's like, all this time, we're not doing an audio log. As soon as we have to do an audio log, bam, that's when all the excitement happens. I know, I had two hours of staring out the porthole. Yeah! earlier scheduled that I have to just cancel now. Yeah, I, at first I thought maybe it was like confirmation bias, you know, like, oh, I only notice it because of the other, but no, literally, we don't do anything, and nothing happens until we do an audio log. Right, and then everything just goes down the tube. <laughs> just, wah, it's all over the yeah. place. Ugh. Gross. Yeah. Yuck. Yeah. Exploded. Well, let's do this audio log, just, you know. Alright, just, even though I it's guess probably gonna be our last. Yeah. Probably. Well, let's talk about the movie Side Hackers, shall we? Or, excuse me, the episode Side Hackers. Sure. Of Mystery Science Theater. Uh, first segment, pre-commercial segment. Yes. Joel, and this is just adorable to me, because the bots are wearing, like, little, like, uh, bathrobes. Yep. He's toweling, Joel is toweling them off. He's talking about yep. all the chores he has to do. He's, like, kind of like this, like, loving, busy, very contented single dad. You know, he just loves his boys. And the bots are being... You know, typical kids. He says, you know, hey, I don't want to hear a peep. And then commercial sign, and they do the peep, peep. Specifically, yep. Joel asked him not to. Did you ever do that when you were a kid? Like a sleepover? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. every kid did that. I don't want to hear a peep. You just got to antagonize your parents just past the point to where they're really mad. Yeah, because you know that birthday. they're not. Like, especially if you know your parents aren't abusive, you can just keep pushing them and pushing yeah. them. <laughs> <laughs> but, but man, if you know your parents are abusive, I would not recommend. No, that. no, 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 no. Yeah. Definitely don't want to antagonize them. Bye. So, first segment, Jerry and Sylvia are back. Um, yeah, the weird mole people. Yeah, the mole people. They're, Do we they're, decide that's what they were? Yeah, yeah. Okay. They're, they're the mole people. They live below the earth. Sure. Um, not like the mole people of, uh, I believe, Cincinnati, who live in the subway system there. That yes. I might have made up, because I don't think Cincinnati actually has a subway system. Well, that's why it's taken over by the mole people, because oh, no one used it. That's true. <laughs> they hollowed out and made their own underground system of tunnels. But Jerry yeah. and Sylvia, our own mole people, they're there, and they're prepping, like, TV's... They're, like, putting makeup on TV's Frank. And Dr. Sure. Forrester's talking about, like, lenses, and, and, you know, it looks like they're about to go on live television, which, for all intents and purposes, they are going on television. So, invention exchange, Joel, yeah. he made a, sli- a slinky. He d- dipped it in a chemical bath and he exposed it to a UV light. It's like this little yeah. slinky pet named Gretchen. It's super cute. And he's just, you know, it's just some, uh, some puppetry Yep. by Joel. Yep. And then uh, another, the Mads... another Another puppetry by Joel segment. Yep. Gotta love those. And maybe we should, yep. maybe we should start marking these down, uh, puppetry by Joel segments. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm writing it down right here uh, on my grease pen, which is okay. the only type of pen that works in space. No, that's the only type of pen that works underwater. Damn it. Yeah, well, and it also works in space. It works in space, too, but I feel so silly now. We've been using this grease pen. We could have used, like, a different kind of pen. Like a space pen. I mean, there's a whole locker of space pens. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't think they worked. I thought it was just a name. 
No, no, it's it's they got anti gravity inkwell. Oh, jeez. I I assume that's how they work. I've I don't I, know much about pens. I just thought it was magic. Sure, why not? Well, for Doctor Forrest's invention, it's like he's in a. Sl- is it a space pen? Yes, it's a space pen, but it looks like a slinky train, which is kind of <laughs> like the slinky dog from Toy Story. Yeah, you know, voiced by Jim Barney. Right. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, uh, yeah. Avern. He, uh, he, you know, he, half of him is in one uh, side and half of him is in the other. And yep. Joel accuses them of always stealing his ideas, which is kind of how it's been for the last, what, four adventures? Three, three episodes, three? yeah. yeah. Yep. And then Dr. Forrester says, well, we all are monitoring your mind, Joel, which is a direct reference to the theme song lyrics. Yep. Yep. Which was wow! It all you know, it all came together right then and there. Wow, that that theme mm-hmm. song carries some importance. It just make, met the apex of the canon. Yeah, there it yeah. was. So, all right, well, we can move on to uh, the first segment. Yes. Uh, so, do you want to get this one? Oh sure, yeah. Um. It, Okay, so Joel and the Rock, the the bots, like they they form like this sort of like acid rock, uh, like blues band. Yeah, yeah. It was it was kind of like if Jimi Hendrix uh, was a cover band of Leonard Skinner by a <laughs> bunch of old guys. Sure, in space. Yeah, yeah, in space. Yeah, sure. And they write they write a they sing a song about side hackers. I assume yeah. they wrote it as well. But uh, you know, Servo was playing. No, no, no. no that's an, that's an old standby from the thirties. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the song about side hacking. It's one of those standards that you hear about. If you want to do something, take it back. You got to go side hack. Yep. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it's like that. Um, yeah, so uh, Servo's, he, he's just banging on those drums. Crow is shredding on the guitar, um, which he does pretty well for uh, someone who doesn't have very many fingers. Yeah. Yeah, was, he, well, he really did a good job. Yeah, but it was yeah it was a it was your standard you know one four five blues riff you know it's it was it was nice. I'm gonna take your word for it. Fun fun song about side hacking. Yep. Yeah. But can good. you think of a sad song about side hacking? Oh wait a minute, we'll get to that. Any later. song about anything <laughs> about this movie? But yeah. Well, the next uh, theater segment was the the sort of the name the side hacking move. Which yeah. That which was an awesome part. You know, they for announcers to do the play-by-play of side hacking so they give them all these weird names and, and whatnot and it was not that much different i can remember watching the x games in the 90s and there was just dumb sports because they had to pad out the time like uh, do you remember when people used to jump out of airplanes with the snowboards uh you mean awesome sports like that because that's an awesome thing to do well i i guess <laughs> but they would just make up they, they would make up a dumb sport like, sure, like, like speed walking or rollerblading, and then they would yeah. make up like dumber names for all the moves. Like there was the henhouse surprise, and you know, it just so. Yeah. Whereas it was sad and kind of you know really stretching it for the Mountain Dew culture of the '90s. Um, the side hacking moves were you know had pretty awesome names, and uh, I felt it was a pretty funny segment. Yeah, I agree. So in the next theater segment, uh, Crow wishes that they could be cool, as cool as the Rommel character from the movie. Oh man, he was pretty cool. <laughs> yep. And uh, Joel tells them that he and the uh, the bots can uh, accomplish this by emulating him and telling others the good news about Rommel. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's yeah. They uh, they all had super cool Rommel hats to wear. Yeah, they did. Yep. But then a uh, a spaceship with a side hack shows up, and it's uh it's JC 
and uh, who's you know played by Mike Nelson, right? And uh, they reenact a scene from the uh, from the movie where yes. JC's minion uh, Cooch. Uh, That's Cooch. Yeah. <laughs> you keep saying like he's like push push the button. And, I will. Or, no, no, it's not push the button. What, what does he keep saying? Uh, he's like, uh, oh, you got to get him. He's like, I will. Yeah, I will get them. <laughs> I will. I do. will get them. <laughs> yeah, and that that part is, of the cooch is uh, played by Frank, and he's just got like a painted on chin strap beard. And I, for me personally, just him standing there broke the threshold of hilarity. Just the yeah. look on his face and his presence was so amazing. <laughs> yeah. Well, they don't call him TV's Frank because he's not great on TV. That's true, right? They don't call him, uh, you know, TV's not Frank. Well, that doesn't even make sense. Nope, not TV's Frank. Not TV's Frank. Not uh, 3D Un- trading card Frank. Unphotogenic Frank. <laughs> <laughs> no, nobody calls him that. Nope. Bad on the camera Frank. Nope, that's not his name. <laughs> On the final segment, um, Servo and Crow are bummed by the movie's ending. Understandably, we'll get to that. Yeah. So Joel, he busts out his keyboard. I, I don't know if it was a Casio or, or what. Uh, Looked like it. Yeah, it kind of did. It didn't. He didn't have the, the fat beats that those dirty wet beats. But he, he plays a little like lounge act. Diddy love pads the film. Yeah. Kind of brighten their spirits. Uh, Gypsy comes out. She's wearing giant tambourine earrings. <laughs> and it's a very touching moment. It makes uh, TV's Frank cry back on earth. Yeah, and he he tries to bring him down. Yeah, he space. does again. Tries to yep. bring him down. this time intentionally because he's so touched by yeah. by the words that Joel sings forth. And and Servo, man, wow, what a voice. Yep, holy cow. Kevin Murphy, known for his pipes. He does platinum, platinum pipes. Yep. Hey, and push the button, Frank. That's a thing now. Yep. Because they've done it twice. Yep. So that makes it a thing and not just a fluke. Yep. So, okay. Let's move into the theater. Oh, talk yes, about, let's. Talk about the movie Side Hackers. <sighs> do we have to? Yeah, we do. It was released in May of 1969. Uh, do you want to hit the tagline? Hard riders mounted on burning steel with only their leathers between them and hell. Whoa, now see, that makes it sound kind of awesome. Yeah. And actually, if you watch maybe the first 20 minutes... Of the movie where it's just side hacking, which, by the way, is just um, motorcycle racing with a sidecar, and it's not really a sidecar, it's just a platform with a bar on it, and there's a guy yep. just flinging himself around. It, it's really deadly looking. Yeah. It's very exciting. Yeah. Very I, exciting. I, and But that is not indicative of the rest of the movie. No, yeah, uh, funny story. You're not the only one to think that. Um, apparently, uh, as as MST3K mythos goes, the the best brains, the people in charge of writing the show, uh, the way they pick the movies is they just went through all these old movies and watched like the first 10, 15 minutes of these movies. Oh, really? And they saw the first 10 or 15 minutes of Side Hackers. They're like, oh, yeah, this will be a great movie for the show. Yeah, Side Hacking looks fun. I'm kind of getting ahead of us, so... Uh, no, no, no. Please, by all means. The uh, the original title of this movie was Five the Hard Way. And I just want to say that this movie is not very easy to find out a lot of uh, information about on the Otternet. Yeah. On the uh, OddMDB page, you know, normally there'd be uh, like the movie poster or the, the, the cover of the DVD um, next to the description. 
the only cover that they managed to find for this movie was the cover of like an old VHS cassette tape of of an MST3K collection. That's the only proof that it exists. Yeah, in the movie. it's so recursive. It's ah, it's amazing. I would like to point out that JC, who was the villain of this movie, yeah, uh, the uh, Michael Pataki, the actor who played him, later starred in the greatest movie ever made. And I say that not, you know, that's not subject. That's an objective fact. The greatest movie ever made, Rocky Four. <laughs> he played Nikolai Koloff, uh, who's the kind of the Russian consulate who brings Ivan Drago to the States. And whatever he hits, he destroys. That's my Nikolai Koloff impersonation. Thank you. That was spot on. I thought he was here for us. He was. He's here with us always in our hearts, just like <laughs> Apollo Creed. Yep. And that robot thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> happy birthday. Yeah. Yay. Oh man. Uh yeah, so just this this movie was not not only like a bummer of a movie, mm. but it's the second one they've had to watch in a row. And right. also, uh fun fact, this movie features a very very violent like sexual assault and murder scene that they yep. had to cut out of the movie because uh, apparently they tried to riff over it and then Oh god. We're just like, nope, we can't do this. No. <laughs> like, we can't. And it it makes the movie really confusing, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, like, no. I know. They really, they, they, I mean, they took that lesson with them, which is why they, you cannot find the riff tracks for Schindler's List. <laughs> they did not release that one. They realized what yeah, a bad or, idea it was. Yeah, the Diary of Anne Frank, uh, Cinematic Titanic. <laughs> just not out there. It's not funny. No. Just don't uh, enjoy Your it. laughter was out of uncomfortableness. Right, yeah. It was yeah. awkward, uncomfortable laughter. It was yeah. more of a like a, a hee-hee and then scratching scratching yeah, noises. This is the uh this is the first time where I think they it I I will probably be corrected for this, but uh it's I think I can't recall another time where they've had to cut content out of a movie for the actual content. I know they've they've had to do time edits time, and things sure. like that, but but in terms of editing a movie for content, this may be the first one. Right. Yeah, I think um, so. Yeah, I know and, Robot and Holocaust was the TV edit. Yes. But that doesn't mean that they necessarily edited it. Right. So. Um, and uh, it, it's also important to note that I, this is the first time I can remember because the edit uh, kind of took out such a big plot point of the guy's wife getting murdered. Um there was a riff in the movie by Crow where he says something along the lines of uh, for those keeping score at home she's dead <laughs> <laughs> like they had to actually insert like an explanation of what was going on in the movie as a riff because they had to cut out such a big chunk sure yeah so it's, it's kind of kind of interesting yeah I don't know I, you know I guess they learned their lesson from this yeah I think so you know what else was really interesting uh, was that like one off scoreboard joke I think was like yeah. uh, ESPN of the time where during the side hacking race there's just like a sidebar and a bottom bar of like the, the who's in the first place and you know who, what race it is and uh, it, yeah they never yeah, did that yeah that was again. a very ESPN of the time thing to do yes yes it was yeah. ESPN used to be primitive yep yeah yep oh and they also made fun of Gallagher more this episode yep can we just all agree that Gallagher is the worst Ah, uh, he's the worst. He is the worst. And what about his brother, Gallagher? 
Uh, and uh, Liam and Noel Gallagher from Oh, Oasis. they're all the worst. Yeah, fights on stage. That's oh. not how you. That's not how you act at a concert. No, that's not how you do prop comedy. Your nope. Sledge of magic. Cannonball. I'm gonna smash this potato. <laughs> oh, Gallagher's back. Now he's gone. Uh, hey, oh. uh, have you got uh, a stopwatch implementation? As soon as you hand me your grandfather's stopwatch, oh, Jesus, I will. right here. Hold on a second. Uh, yep. Okay, here you go. Uh, all all right. right. Okay, hold cool. on. We're going to do 20-second recap. Okay. Oh, I figured that's what you okay. were no, the one. Well, to... I was saying that for anyone who could be listening to this audio log. Okay. I didn't know if you wanted me to time how long you could hold your breath. Okay, I was no. going to say we should wait till after the audio log because it's probably not very uh, oh. interesting. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. Yeah. Just tell me when to go. I'm ready. All right. On your mark, get set. Twisted recap. Okay, so this guy Rommel, he doesn't want to work for the sleazy dude JC. So JC and his thugs, they kill Rommel's special lady friend, and then he gets all cheesed off and decides to kill JC for revenge purposes. But he has a change of heart at the very last second, and JC is like, "Nice move, idiot!" And then he shoots him in the back. Oh, uh, twelve point nine seconds. Oh my god, that was my fastest twenty second recap yet. That was really good. I'm very proud of myself. Yeah, uh, plot-wise, there was no redeeming quality to this movie. No, there wasn't. There was not. That's why it was padded with love. Yeah, like. I mean, there was there even even in movies like this, it's like, oh, don't get mixed up with the wrong crowd, or else you'll uh, you know fall victim to something and something bad will happen to you. Yeah. It's like there's there's a lesson or something. Yeah. But in this, the guy was staunchly like, hey, he's like, hey, you wanna you should race with me. And the guy's like, no, I don't, I don't want anything to do with you, man. Yeah, you're and then, you're kind of a jerk. Go away. Yeah, the only the only crime that the uh, protagonist committed against this other guy was you know helping him fix his bike. Yeah. <laughs> like. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like these people stopped into this guy's uh, mechanic shop, and then his whole life got ruined because yeah. they're just crazy. His fiance got killed. His big cool hat got crumpled. Yeah, he died. He died. He had to sell his tools. Yep. Yeah. Total bummer. Yeah. Never trust a guy named JC unless his last name is Penny. Yep. They or have low his prices. last name stands for Christ. Or. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Yep. I don't think he went as JC though back in uh, I don't know. They never they never really say in the Bible. No. It's cool. They never do. It's one yep. of those great biblical mysteries you see about mm-hmm. on the History Channel. Yep. Histories. <laughs> sure is. Histories. Right after Pawn uh. Stars and Texas Noodle It. <laughs> and uh real ultimate hoarders. Yep. <laughs> Family style. Uh, hey, so we uh, we tried a new segment last week where instead yeah. of doing a top five riffs, um, we did our just our favorite riff from the movie, yeah, and yeah. Uh, it utterly blew up in our face because we named the same riff. Yeah, so but that was hoping... cool. Well, yeah, it was, it was it's cool. A mystery. It was cool, weird. I wonder if it's going to happen again. I don't know. Is it? Uh, I don't know. Well, I'll go first. Okay, okay. Um, so my favorite riff, it, it wasn't necessarily a, a single line, but it was just kind of a part of the movie. There. Uh, they're they're in like I guess some sort of like corral or some like farm ish area and that JC guy is learning how to side hack yeah and so he's just essentially riding around in in dirt like by a fence and there's like weird country bumpkin music playing <laughs> and Kevin Murphy just keeps <laughs> he just keeps narrating he's like take your partner spin around yep side hacking <laughs> just it's just the best it just it just tickled me for some reason he just kept it going Lambie boys. Yeah, good old good old Tom Servo coming through again with yep. my favorite riff of the movie. It's crazy because my favorite riff was also a Servo riff. <gasps> I hope it's not the same one. 
Uh, no, it's not. <laughs> it was during. It was at the very beginning of the movie. It was the one that it made me laugh more than any. I mean, I, I had some laughs, but this one made me laugh the most. It was uh, when uh, the his uh, wife comes in to the um, to the garage at the very beginning. Uh, Rommel's buddy there. Yep. And she she wants some some money to buy the kids shoes, which is I guess like what people used to do back in the sixties. They'd just be like, "Give me money for shoes." And Servo <laughs> says, uh, "Pick me up a dime bag of those shoes, Colombian shoes." <laughs> talking oh. about drugs. Yeah. Laugh. Yep. Good old Tom Servo. Mm-hmm. So man, Servo. You know, maybe we should keep score of uh, who who gets the riff, who gets our favorite riff of the week. Oh yeah, and sure. Right this we'll, week it was Servo. Yeah, Servo and Servo. Servo and Servo. Yeah. Which was one of my favorite '80s crime dramas. Yeah. So it, it was. It was much better than the heartbreaking uh, Servo versus Servo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or Servo's Choice. That was. Oh a, that was God. A of a movie. Don't don't or Servo's List. Yeah, I was just gonna say that. Man, throwback, callback. Uh, well, there it is. Hey, let's rate this movie. Okay. Would you I'm like to this... rate it first? Or yeah, I? I'm gonna give this movie a one. Okay. Yeah. I don't even know how to how many because I don't care. This movie, bummer, bummer in the summer. I'm gonna give it a number five. Nice. Because I think that was one of the racers' numbers. Sure, it may very well have been. Mm-hmm. There was uh, certainly a five somewhere in this movie. Yeah. And yeah. he was the one who was broken down. Yeah. On fire. Mm-hmm. In front of an orphanage. Five for fire. Yep. Five for <laughs> that fire. That would have. That would have made this uh, movie better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but let's rate the episode. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead. And, you know, whenever they – it just seems like – from what I read doing doing some research about this movie, after seeing how kind of big of a bummer this movie is and how kind of like overtly creepy and violent it became, like – they really didn't want to riff the movie, but it's kind of one of those things. They already had it approved, sure. uh, you know, for production and everything. Right. So they kind of had to do it. And knowing that they didn't do a terrible job. Mm. It's definitely not as good as rocket ship XM. No, by no. Any, which, you know, for all intents and purposes, also kind of a bummer of a movie. Well, yeah, sure. Yeah. I'll give but, him an A for effort. Sure. On the episode, but I felt like the riffing was, not quite um, the in your face riff 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 of the uh, sure. previous episode. So I felt I like agree with that. it was definitely like a step down. Yeah, but, um, you know. Yeah, I'll I'll give this episode maybe like a six out of ten. That's just where I was headed with it. It's not failing, but it's no. not. No. I don't want to give it any sort of rewards for being a bad boy. No, I'll give it a, a, a D plus. No, that's too cruel. A C minus. Okay. Sure. Sure. Why not? Just a little below average. Just a just a hair. Just a tad below mm-hmm. average. Yeah. Hey, uh, Seth. Guess what? What? We got some space letters. Oh, quantum phone. Con- quantum phone mail letter. Freaking. It's yeah. freaking when you do it with a phone. It's super freaking. Super oh, freaking. It's that's super the freaking. Peach. Super freaking. Super freak. Super phone freaking. Yeah. Uh, the super. This first super phone freak email is uh, is from our, our friend James, who wrote Hi, James. a really long email. So uh, oh, man. 
he he listened to our, our season one recap episode. Okay, cool. Um, and where we interviewed uh, J. Elvis Weinstein. Yeah, that was a good time. Yes. If only and he could have saved us, but anyway. Yeah, yeah. Well, we asked him about the, uh, um, you know, the why uh, Women of the Prehistoric Planet was listed with production number uh, 104 mm-hmm. when it was, you know, supposedly one of the last, if not the last, uh, episode of uh, season one. And uh, he, he told us that... Uh, you know, it was it was had something to do with the uh, network executive wanting to bring in a stronger episode, um, which you know totally makes sense. But uh, our friend James, he he apparently did not uh, think that that was a good enough answer. So he actually did some some really really deep research. Um, sent us a very long email uh, of which I'm going to paraphrase, um, and and this is kind of an interesting uh, interesting thing. So uh, <clears throat> there is a. Uh, an MST3K reference called the Amazing Colossal Episode Guide, uh, and uh, Kevin Murphy is quoted. Um, you know the season two and on voice of Tom Servo, mm-hmm. who had been with the show since the beginning as a writer. Um, he's quoted with an explanation. Um, he says that although the Black Scorpion is labeled Show 113, it's not uh, the last show of the season. The Show 104, one of the prehistoric planet, was actually the last show produced in the first season. Near the beginning of the season, the channel was unable to come up with a movie in time for us to shoot 104, so we skipped that show and went directly to 105 instead. After we finished shooting 113, we returned to 104 and shot that show. Why we didn't just call show 105 104 instead and move everything up so that 104 would be 113? It's a very good question and gets right to the heart of the matter. So the Black Scorpion is not the last show of season one, rather the second to last show of season one. Wow. Just because of some arbitrary numbering issue. So we, what we've got here is a Kevin Murphy versus Josh Weinstein. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's a battle for the ages. I don't know. I, I, This seems believable. Sure. Yeah. It definitely uh, – I thought we'd put the issue to bed, but this stirs up, this stirs up the coals a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's, it, so. gets that, it, gets, it gets that big old stick just starts poking that nest of hornets. Yep, yep. I don't know. Maybe maybe someday we'll have Kevin Murphy on the show and we'll ask him about it. Well, hopefully we can hack in. Yeah. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, uh, James, thanks for uh, doing that sleuthing, doing that, that research for us. Because, you know, that's, again, one of our burning questions from season one. So, yep. um, yeah, and now now instead of us being able to put it to bed, it's back up there. It's back yeah, in my, it my Wondertorium. Ah, right in our what grills. what I call my brain. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, we we appreciate that. So uh so thank you. Um our friend Steve uh commented to us on Facebook and I had Steve is awesome. Um I had to actually research his comment because I didn't believe him at first, but he says, oddly enough, the sport of side hacking is still around. I also (laughs) looked around for it and watched some odd tube videos of it. Yeah, and like I found like websites where you can buy a side hacking bicycle and yeah, motorcycle. I found that same website. It's <laughs> now available at uh, Oddmart. Yeah, if we ever get back to Earth, I remember you you telling me a little bit back on Earth you were a real big moped enthusiast. Uh huh. Have you ever thought of making a side hack for your moped? I am now. <laughs> we can ride it together. That, that would be, the be adventurous. First and last side hack team. <laughs> uh, side hack moped team. It'll be great. You gotta wear a lot of leather. 
Yeah. Uh, but Steve also says he's thought this was always a strong episode. Um, he particularly likes a sketch where they make up color commentary for side hacking. Yeah, which I, you know, I was, like I think, probably one of the strongest ones of the episode. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But I, I did not think it was that good of an episode. Yeah, if this wasn't such a bummer in the That's summer again. Yeah. I've said that phrase twice, and I don't know why. No, it's cool. It's where it's yeah. going to be a thing now. Sure, why not? Like fetch. Not a, sure. Yes, absolutely. Sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I think that I think that's that's enough for letters this week. I think so. Yeah, we may be approaching our imminent doom as we seem to be every week. So uh, yeah, it yeah, never gets uh, any easier, though. You know? No, it really doesn't. Mm-mm. Let's let's wrap this let's wrap this sucker up. Sure, you guys who uh, if you want to honor our memories, probably you should uh, go to the Facebook page and like it. Join the discussion. I like learning. All these new things about MST3K that I never knew because of you guys. Just, it's, it's, what is it, crowdsourcing. The wisdom of crowds. Yeah, and it's it's just a really great place to go, like, just to talk about MST3K sure. stuff. Like, our friend our friend Adam this week, he uh, came and asked everyone what their favorite, uh, or what everyone's first episode was of MST3K. Yeah. And there's, yeah, just a, a bunch of people. We got Screaming Skull, we got uh, Something Season 2-ish, Pod People, Rocket Ship XM. Like yeah, you know, a, a lot of people came in at different times. It's kind of cool to uh, to uh, to see that. Yeah, it and, is. You know, we there's just a bunch of great people, like our friend Steve and Adam mm-hmm. and uh, Angela and all all the all old friends and new friends on our our Facebook page. Just yep. uh, hanging out. We like the old yourself. friends and we like the new ones too. Yep. Uh, yeah. Speaking of new friends, we got a couple new Twitter followers this week, and it's uh. You can follow us at Twitter at MST3K underscore podcast. Yeah, you can. Um, yeah, and uh, shout out to uh, at Laserbeak219 who reminded us, even though we're stuck up in space, he still re- or he or she reminded us to uh, try and tr- uh, catch the live uh, Rift Tracks show that happened last last week or yeah. a few weeks ago. And uh, we are up in space, so we appreciate the, uh, I guess, the, the sentiment, but. Sure. Yeah. Maybe they, next time we'll we'll see if they can beam a special. Well, I know on October twenty fifth they're doing a uh, Rift Tracks live Rift Tracks of Birdemic, which is yes one of the greatest worst oh, movies love, ever made. I love the the Rift Tracks Birdemic. I is. you know, and I haven't seen the Rift Tracks Birdemic. I just know I've seen Birdemic, and on its own it stands up with just hilariousness. I yeah. can't even imagine so what many it'd be animated like. gifs. Oh god, it's like a it's like a Windows ninety five screensaver. Just over the top of a movie. It's it's yeah. quite quite incredible. It's like someone took a uh, a bunch of family photos and then put After Dark birds on them. <laughs> All that's missing is a flying toaster. Yeah. Oh, that's what I'm thinking of. Yep. Oh man, talk about awesome screensaver. Like After Dark wasn't so much of just a screensaver as it was a game that I played by adjusting the settings of the screensaver and then waiting for it to go to sleep. Yeah. yeah. Sitting there for five minutes, just go to sleep. Oh, the joys of being a growing up as a Macintosh gamer. <laughs> oh, I know it was it was so great. I loved it when you figured out the uh, basically the Konami code of After Dark. Yep. Which was where you put your cursor in the uh, lower right hand corner. Yep. Made it go yep. to sleep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was that was what I did when I got tired of finding where Carmen San Diego was. <laughs> Play some After Dark. Yeah. Some, oh yeah. Some learning company games. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, hey, uh, Seth, guess what? What? 
Uh, our friend Eric is like the best and gave us a new iTunes review this week. Yay! Because he's the best. Oh, that's so awesome. So iTunes reviews make me so happy. Yeah, go to our iTunes page and uh, just give us a star rating. Or if you're like Eric, uh, give us a nice, nice little five star review. Yeah, like, and then we'll talk about how much we like you. Yeah, because you're awesome. Yeah, Eric is awesome. Eric is awesome. Remember that time he did that awesome thing? Yeah, like leave a review on our iTunes thing. Yeah, and he that, probably did a sweet skateboard trick too. He totally was grinding um, on some curbs. A BS board slide. Yeah, or a mm-hmm. six twenty misty flip. Then he helped that old lady cross the street. Mm-hmm. Probably. And gave her a Mountain awesome. Dew because he was so extreme. Yeah. Thank you, Eric. Yeah, so leave us a uh, an iTunes review if you if you get a chance. Mm-hmm. And kickflip something. Yeah. Oh, Seth, I, I hate to uh, I hate to mention this. Oh, oh what? What? Uh, before before we go, um, send us emails at mailagismonicinstitutesradio.com. Yep, do that. Yep, because that's where we get emails. Or just leave comments and stuff on our Facebook page. Yep, that works too. Yep, totally. Um, but, uh, Seth, I hate to mention this, but I think that I hear our uh, invaders getting closer. Oh, yeah. We uh, may want to go see if Nolbot needs a little help <sighs> pulling him off. Okay. Well, uh, into the breach. Yep, let's do it. You don't sound very excited. I'm not. Guys! Uh, guys! Bad news, they're about to breach. Well, fellas, I guess this is it. You know, if you had asked me months ago how I was going to die, I probably would not have guessed it would be in deep space at the hands of an alien overlord. You know, that's almost comforting. I mean, how many people can say they died in such an awesome fashion? Uh, pretty much every character in every Space Aliens movie. Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. Oh no, they're through. Oh god, this is horrible. Oh god, they're... 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 Sandwiches? Yes! <laughs> Feast your eyes upon the most heinous, fiendish minions ever created by the darkest reaches of mad science. No, no, these are definitely just sandwiches. I don't know about feasting my eyes, but I'm suddenly very hungry. You... you mock them if you will. But you will not stand a chance against these ferocious beasts. Oh man, I think that one's pastrami. Do you know how long it's been since I ate pastrami? Counting that pastrami you had hidden in your sock when we got here, or not? I know I say this a lot, but this is seriously the dumbest thing that's ever happened. At my command, these breaded abominations will feast upon your flesh. They will devour your souls with just a mere wave of my wand. They will tear at the... Oh, Oh, man. Dude, it was pastrami, and it was so tasty. Hey, sandwich artist, do you have any pickles you could invade us with? You you, you have beaten me this time, but I will return with an even more fearsome army of mutants. Mm, Okay, buddy. Mm, mm, But next time... And could we uh, get some potato salad? Oh, yeah! Evil potato salad, the yellow kind. Oh, oh. I will return. I will destroy thee with culinary evil. Oh, only one sandwich left. I'm uh, getting kind of full. Uh, you guys, the sandwich just talked. Do you know what this means? Those sandwiches were sentient. They had feelings, thoughts, 
Maybe they even had a tiny sandwich family back on their home planet. This is just... Oh, man, Jeff! The talking one is an egg sandwich. Oh, you know what that means. Yeah. Space, space flood! I'll get the space sombreros. Uh.